welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Worldwide's Cameron Stewart along with you here on this Taco Terrific Tuesday. And joining us here on this Tuesday is the new head coach for the Midway Panthers, Joe Gillespie. And coach, first and foremost, congratulations on the new assignment being at Midway High School. Certainly welcome to Waco. Hey, thank you, Ward. I'm going to tell you, can't tell you how excited we are, me me and my family and and to get here we're anxious to sit there and get started with these young men and and uh just root ourselves in deep and and get to join the midway family coach i've been fortunate enough to be able to follow your career not only through your coaching career but even your high school playing career and you played at stephenville high school you had the opportunity to go play college football made your way back to stephenville high school where you started your coaching career got up to the head coaching position won a state championship and then you go and Head to Tulsa with a familiar name for me, former quarterback at Tarleton State University, Philip Montgomery, and of course Waco people will remember Philip as well. But Absolutely. being able to go to Tulsa and do that, go to TCU, play for a national championship, and now kind of migrate your way back to high school football. What was the allure and the attraction to say, you know what, I want to coach some high school football and be around these young men again? Oh, uh, shucks. There's a million things. And, and, uh, you know, I think one of the biggest deals, this is, this is our roots. This is my roots. And, you know, I spent the first 21 years of my professional career. This is, you know, I've been doing this 30 years, 21 of them were spent, uh, you know, coaching and teaching Texas high school, um, football and, and, and pouring into those kids and, and, uh, spent 20 of those 21 years at one place, uh, you know, being Stephenville and, and, uh, you know, at one point, Waco Midway and Stephenville were in the same district with mm-hmm. each other. And, and uh, you know, I knew a lot of people over here. I always thought this place was, was in my mind, it was a gold mine. And uh, for, for a bunch of different reasons, for, you know, community, the support, the type of kids, um, you know, the tradition and everything that is here. And so, you know, I had a great time, um, you know, going collegiately. I, honestly, I, I never had any aspirations to do that. Uh, but I, I think there was a point in, point in there that I've been at one place for so long. I was kind of looking for for a new challenge. It was probably the most opportune time for my family, I guess, at the time. And and uh, I said, man, there's no one else that would ever get me out of Texas high school football other than Philip Montgomery. And uh, and and going and getting to work with him, I consider consider him and Ashley as family of ours. And and um, you know, and getting to do that, and him giving me that opportunity, and then afford me the ability to become the defense coordinator later on. You know, while we were there and and stuff, it was a great run. And and then, you know, I was there seven years, and then I went to went to TCU, kind of a new challenge, and wanted to see you know how well it went with that. And and uh, but I always knew, and my my family and I, well, I mean, we always visited about it, and and. We knew where our roots were, and and that was pouring into young people, and and uh, just having an impact on their lives, and and um, so when this opportunity came, uh, it, it was it didn't take long to think about it. I can promise you that, and uh, I'm just grateful and thankful that um, Midway and 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 Dr. Allen and Allison and Coach Sheldon and all those people in the board and the committee and everybody. Uh, 
trusted him enough to sit there and give me a shot. And, and coach, you, you kind of touched on a little bit there, you know, your, your response to when, when this opportunity came up. It sounds like from our sources that it was kind of late in the game in, in terms of, you know, here in the last couple of weeks. So when did that come across your desk and what was your initial reaction when, when Midway had shown the interest? Well, you know, I, I'll tell you how far in the sand my head was at the time. I really didn't know for I didn't know for a good minute that Midway was even open, and and that's you know obviously when you were working a job at the time that I was working and stuff, uh, you know it, it, you kind of sink yourself into into those things and just worry about where you're at, be ten toes down where you're at, and and, uh, and I can remember right before Christmas, uh, somebody telling me that uh, uh, that the job was open, but you know, they were going to start talking to people after Christmas and, and, and stuff like that. And so I kind of felt like I was late to the, late to the game. Um, I kind of put some feelers out there that, Hey, if, if it's not too late, uh, I would certainly uh, love to sit there and, and talk to somebody. And, and, you know, by that time they had already, you know, started the interview process from what I understand. I, I don't really know, but uh, uh, they had already started part of the process. And then, you know, Brad Shelton reached out to me and and oh, a couple of weeks ago, some something like that, and uh, just said, "Hey, uh, would you be interested in coming down and visiting with us?" And I was like, "Tell me when, I'll be there." <laughs> and and I mean, all I need is a is an opportunity, and and uh, you know, it was, you know, I, I I was able to come down and visit with Brad the very next day. I brought my wife down because I wanted, you know, we've always done everything together and and as a family, and and. Uh, you know, this is, it's everything, you know, we've been praying quite a bit for, you know, what, what's our next journey. And we knew what, uh, you know, God had good, great plans for us. And, and um, it was just, we knew it felt right. And, and it was certainly answered prayers for us. Joe Gillespie, head coach of the Midway Panthers with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And coach, you know, you, you look at the opportunities that you have to work with young people. You mentioned it a little bit, but how special is that? to be able to get them not only at the high school level, because I know you, you're going to go down to the middle schools and visit with those kids as well. And it's going to be a full commitment to the whole program. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and you know, yeah, I can give you all the coach talk and stuff like that. I mean, uh, your youth and, and middle schools and stuff like that, that's your future. That's your lifeline. And, uh, I mean, we were there this morning, and I got to talk to uh, the middle school, you know, right across the parking lot. I got to visit with those seventh graders. I still got some, some others that I got to go over and see today, and then I need to get over to um, to the other junior high and get around those kids. And, and so we're going to spend a lot of time, I mean, as coaches and, and staff and myself, uh, you know, pouring in at all levels. And, um, and then just, to, you know, this is – we're going to build on top of the tradition that's already here. And, and we're going to put in some traditions ourselves and, and uh, make this a fun ride and make it to where, you know, kids want to be a part of this program and they want to come and we're going to win a lot of football games and stuff. But more importantly, uh, we're going to win this game a lot. And, and coach, you know, you obviously come from one of the, the great football towns here in Texas and one of the great high school football traditions in America out there at Stephenville. And having left high school for a couple of years and, and coming back to it, how much more of the high school game versus the college game is just getting everyone to buy in? You know, you're obviously your other coaches and your players, but 
the community and, you know, the boosters and the school board and all of that. How, how much more of it is is kind of being a community leader rather than just a football coach? Well, I think it's all of the above, Ward. I mean, there there's so much more into it, especially uh, we're we're talking about people's most precious commodity, and that's their that's their children, and and uh, you know they want we want to be an extension of of their parents, and and uh, we want to lead these young men, these young people, and so that they can be you know very successful when they when they leave Midway and and go and spread their own wings at other places but it takes an entire village and it's not just about coaching football and stuff like that i mean it, it's going to take an entire village for for us to be successful for these young men uh, and for all of our sports and athletes you know young men young young ladies uh to be successful and so you know that's what's so special about this community though not every community is like midway and and we knew that. I could tell that years ago. I mean, when Kent Bachtel was here, and and you know we were coming over for seven on seven tournaments or powerlifting meets and and things of that nature. You just get a vibe when you walk into places like that of how special a community is. Um, we didn't want to just go anywhere. Uh, kind of at the point in my life where I'm going to be pretty selective on on things and and uh, you know when this opportunity came around, there wasn't much thought into it. You know, hey. We want to we want to become a part of this Midway family and, and get here as fast as we can. New Midway head coach Joe Gillespie with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Coach, for your staff, I know you've already kind of put some guys in place, and I know that that's the most important thing for you right now, trying to figure out, okay, who fits, where do we fit, how do I get this all put together? How is that coming along for you? I know it's been fast and furious over the past 72 hours. <laughs> yeah, it has. You know, we've already brought one gentleman in, Josh Screech, and and uh, he was there with me at TCU as well. And and so he and his family are coming in with us here immediately, and that's a that's a big feather in the hat because he gets to come in house immediately. And you know, you know how this business works, and it's a giant trickle effect. Uh, you know, to get some guys to come in uh, wherever their previous. Uh, stay is right now uh, you know there's got to be somebody to be able to replace them you got you don't just have football or, or sports or athletic duties you also got teaching duties and more importantly and and so springtime is always a big time from from an academic standpoint because of testing and things of that nature so you got to deal with all those dynamics and and uh, and you're right I mean this is this is the biggest thing that we got going for us right now outside of our kids. Kids are always going to be number one. And the next biggest deal is, is getting the right people in here. We're not just going to make knee-jerk reactions on anything just because we can get them in fast. We're going to get the best that we can get and and the best for young young people. And, and they're going to be not just great coaches, but great teachers. And, you know, they both work hand-in-hand. Hand. One's in the class, one's on the grass. And, and so if you're a great coach, you ought to be a great teacher and vice versa. And so – we're going to do our due diligence. We're going to be bring the best that we can bring in here. And 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 the great thing about a place like Midway, a lot of people want to be here. Mm-hmm. And so there's no shortage of of people being interested in what we have and 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 want to be a part of it. And uh, you know, I think the next biggest deal for us and 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 it's for everybody in the state of Texas right now is is getting a realignment and and uh, you know, kind of seeing where everything lands and falls there. And and uh, and then we're start uh, you know, planning accordingly that way as well yeah coach how, how much has that snuck up on you hey first week on the job oh by the way uh <laughs> for midway more than a lot of other schools we've got this realignment on deck yeah yeah i mean it's you know fortunately i've been down that road a few times it's been 
it's been a few minutes since I've gotten the opportunity to go do it and, and, you know, deal with scheduling and, you know, what district and what region and all of that stuff that you're going to be in, how many are in your district and uh, going and having a district meeting. So we got us a full week here, man. And, and so I'm so glad, I'm so glad that it's happening right now because I need badly to be a part of all, all of that. And, and uh, uh, that, that'll, That'll help me. That'll help us, and, and help this program. Uh, you know, at the end of it, it probably couldn't come at a better time. You coming on board just before the realignment, because it does give you that opportunity to kind of say, "Okay, here's what I need to do to mold this." Because if I'm going to be in this district, here's who I need to play in non-district to get a kind of a look of what I'm going to see down the road to be able to go 16 weeks. Absolutely, absolutely, and so. You know, we, we've already got, you know, a couple, two, three games scheduled, and, and we're excited excited about those. I think it's going to be quality opponents. It's going to be great football for us. And, and uh, I mean, shots. Ain't nothing better than Friday night, Friday night lights in the state of Texas. It's always going to be great. And, and Coach, looking at, you know, your first impressions of the team so far, it's, it's kind of a weird season this past year. You know, uh, Coach leaves in the middle of the season. It has been a couple of lean years in a row for Midway. It was starting out that way in 2023, but then they turn it around and go to the playoffs. So just your first impressions of what they were able to do this year and the kids that you've been able to talk to so far early this week. Well, I think it's still tradition rich and, 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 you know, obviously a bunch of great coaches and, and great, great kids, you know, they, these kids, these coaches, all of them, it's been a bit of a journey for them. And, and, you know, not all of it's always fun when you have to go through something like what they've had to go through. I think, I think, you know, doing what they were able to do at mid season on and, and uh, uh, with coach Martinez, just from Martinez who just did a phenomenal job and, and, not just rallying the kids, but rallying the steps, because those can be very difficult times for for families, for young people, for for parents, and everything. And so, uh, they just did a phenomenal job. Uh, I'm excited about this uh, one staying on with us, and 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 there's so many other quality coaches that that I'm excited about as well. Um, but it, it's a testament to what's still here, and it's a testament to uh, to how much fighter in these young men and 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 in these coaches and and the support that the community still has and and uh, you know our job now is hey we got y'all got it rolling now let's start building off of it and then and, and you know this needs to be a constant thing all the time and and uh, and that's the way we're going to eat sleep talk walk and breathe and uh, and and we want to be you know we want to be uh, active in our community and not not just in football and stuff like that and this in the hallways, in the community, at our church, all of it. And, and so start doing those things. Great things start happening. Coach Joe Gillespie with us here on the Press Box, head coach of the Midway Panthers. And, Coach, I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How important is it for you to be able to step in and take over this program and understand that, hey, I've got to have multi-sport athletes for us to be successful on Friday nights because of just the, the competition that they get to go through throughout the year keeps them sharp and the muscle movements that they go through throughout the year playing basketball, baseball, running track makes them a better football player. Absolutely. And, you know, you got to kind of remember where I came from and, you know, what I did for 20 years and, and stuff and, you know, much smaller, smaller enrollments and and stuff. And so, uh, you know, in order for, for, programs to be successful you there there was a lot of multi-sport athletes i'm going to tell you i've been 
I've been out on the road recruiting for the last 10 years. I'm going to take a multi-sport athlete over a single athlete. Is there equal, uh, equal talent? And why? Because of just everything, the accountability, the responsibility, the dependability, uh, you know, all of the abilities and, and uh, that it takes to be a multi-sport athlete. And if you can excel at it at the high school level, then those, those are the things that I think college coaches, I know that when I was a college coach, those were the things that played an impo- important role in me and my evaluation. And, uh, but I learned all that from, from where I came from and what my roots were. And, and I think this is one of those places that, uh, uh, that can bring the same thing. And then, you know, those multi-sport guys end up being, you know, some of your best athletes also end up being some of your biggest leaders. And uh, and in order for all of our programs to be successful, we're going to have to do that, even at a place like Midway. And Coach Gillespie, you're already making a statement. We saw yesterday you had the whole team out there doing 16 push-ups. Tell me about the the intention behind that. Well, we got to start breathing that way, and we got to start thinking that way in everything that we do. And and uh, you know, we we got to start talking district, and and we got to take it one game at a time. But we, I mean, that needs to be a real thing, not a dream. And and uh, it, it's not going to be a big dream for us or anything. We're going to have vision with it. We need to start speaking it into existence, and and let's go make it happen. Make it happen fast. And and so, um, you know, that's. To me, it's, it's the details of everything that you do that, that end up going and winning your games and the way, you, the way that you believe. And we're going to be we're going to be very confident. We'll be confident in ourselves. Why? Because we're going to be prepared. We're not going to be not going to be an arrogance. It's just going to be a confidence. And and you know, I told them yesterday it's a sin not to be confident. It's written in red. It's, and uh, Manning himself said it, so it must be important. And and so that's uh, that's the way we're going to that's the way we're going to you know, work and leave and, and, and talk to each other. Head coach of the Midway Panthers, Joe Gillespie, with us here in the press box. And, Coach, i got one more for you. I'll let you go. I know you're busy. you got a ton of things going on right now, and, and it's a whirlwind for you. But spring football right around the corner. We've got realignment coming up on Thursday. But before you blink, it's going to be time to hit the field in spring football. Your feelings on spring. Is it better for you first year to get those spring practices in, or would you rather have that extra week in the fall? I, that's a great question, and and that's one that you know is a little bit difficult to answer at this point. I think if I had my rather's, if we had our rather's, we would rather do spring ball. Uh, but I also think that it depends on what what all you're able to get here, and how many you're able to get here, and at what point. And I'm talking about staff wise, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, because. I, I don't want to do it just to be doing it. Uh, we got to we got to walk out of spring ball a heck of a lot better than when we walked into it, and and so um, you know I think time is still on our side. I do, and and I don't think that we have to make that concrete decision right now. If you have my rather's, if you want my rather's, I, I'd rather be able to to have the ability to do spring ball and and uh, you know hopefully we can make that happen. But it's not going to be a do all end all either. Um, I won a whole lot of football games by not going through spring ball and and, uh, had a lot of success doing it that way, too. Head coach of the Midway Panthers, Joe Gillespie, with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Again, Coach, certainly do appreciate your time. I know that it's a whirlwind. You're very busy. Best to your wife and your family. And, and give tell your dad I said hello. Certainly love that man and respect him. Enjoy my time with him as well. But certainly appreciate you, and I look forward to talking to you throughout the season in the summer. Ward, it was an honor, and look forward to visiting with you more, and and, uh, go Panthers.
There he goes, Joseph Gillespie, new head coach of the Midway Panthers, and another guy that has come into the Central Texas area that kind of makes you want to run through that brick wall. Yeah, I mean he's he's intense. He does it right. He's going to get his staff together, and, and I think you know he said his rather's on the spring ball. He's going to do his due diligently to get his staff together so he can do spring ball. Right. Because here's the deal with spring ball versus the extra week in the fall. The numbers of practices you get in spring, you get 18 practices versus six. Tell me where the benefit <laughs> is. Beats me. I, it, there's but not I didn't one. coach. <laughs> so I there's don't There's not one. But. There's not one. And some say, well, you can't retain it over the summer. Well, now with the new summer workouts, you absolutely can. Yeah, why not? It's even easier. And so the numbers just make a whole lot of sense. Hopefully he can get his staff together to where he can do that spring football. And maybe we can go watch a spring game over at Midway. That would be good. Go check a spring game out at Temple and just have some fun this spring with uh, spring football. Yeah. And what I liked about, because we talked about this with the Temple coaches last week, but, you know, he talked about it in there. You know, we played Midway for years. I saw the structure there. I saw that it... I don't remember the term he used, but something along the lines of a sleeping giant, right? Uh, a gold mine, I think is what he said. And, you know, it's it's easy for people who are students of the game to say that about Temple High, right? Mm-hmm. You see the all-time wins list, Temple's in there, been playing football for 100 years. But if you just look at Midway the last couple of years, it's easy to forget the consistent success that they've had, right? And, I mean, obviously he gets that. And he said in there that the 16 push-ups, by the way, for 16 wins to win the state championship. Right. So, you know, they're they're setting the standard there. Well, there's aspirations at Midway, and yeah. they're not too far removed for playing for a state championship yeah. when Jeff Hume was over there just a few years ago. And he made his way back to Mansfield, but he took over a good program. And it's just, it's been a program that has been on the rise at the top of the mountain and kind of staying there for a long time. And then it took a little bit of a dip. It did. Programs do that. Oh, sure. They just do. Yeah. Throughout the state of state. Look at Allen. I mean, yeah. as dominant as Allen is, was for a, for a long, long time, they weren't bad. But were they to Allen standards last year? No. Like, if we had told you in 2015, hey, Allen, who hasn't lost a game in four years, and, and this guy who's coaching at SMU right now are going to get together, oh, but they're not going to win the state championship. They're not even really going to come close. You to laugh me off the stage, man. Right? Yeah, so it, it does. It happens. It happens. And, like, there's no shortage of talent here. And like Gillespie said, there's there's no shortage of people who want to be here, mm-hmm. whether it be families or coaches that want to be here, too. I can't believe I just thought of this. This would have been a great question, if I don't mind, if you don't mind my saying. Guys making a couple million bucks a year right now, but we do have a former Midway scout team quarterback who was a real quarterback for Joe Gillespie. In Jarrett Stidham. Mm-hmm. Maybe we see that partnership in a couple of years when he's done when he's done in the NFL. In the NFL. <laughs> Making some mil- a couple million bucks a Quarterback year. Quarterback yeah. coach, who, by the way, worked look. out at Midway High School before he yes, made yeah. the move. He was so. their scout team guy before mm-hmm. uh Look at you and your that conspiracy. Auburn. Yeah. All look, right. I'm just saying. I should have asked. I should have asked. All, All right. right. Coming up next, he's back. Baylor. Big 12 basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears on the road in Big 12 play Wednesday to take on UCF. 
5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Are you sick and tired of those achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery. You need to call QC Kinetics today. It is Matt Mosley. I know what it's like to have neck pain. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility. Reclaim your independence. Walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lunch coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254 749 or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Events Center in Waco. More than 500 McClendon County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock or an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions, Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. 
Time now for Stephanie Sports Talk. A look at sports through the eyes of Stephanie. As only she could do with the Googles. Presented by Advanced Leveling House and Foundation Repair. Epperson Tractor. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina. Mosby's Land Management. Stiefel Investments. Volkswagen of Waco. She's back. <laughs> You know, I was thinking to myself. There's a scary thought. Tacos do sound good about right now. Well, they do, <laughs> but you're not doing anything about it. I know. I, I How good week. does it sound? Well, Truly. Good. 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 Okay. All right. So uh, earlier we were talking. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what we were talking about. Boy, that surprises me. Oh, I know, because we were going to make a movie out of me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or about that. me, something, yes. yeah. I'm going to write a book and make a movie. And so I literally, this morning when I was preparing mm-hmm. and going through the Googles, I thought, oh, this would be fun to see. Uh, here are f- uh, five movies that make, like, the top five most watched animal sport movies. In other words, the animals play sport or the star of the show exactly they all have the same character do they have to play the sport or can they just be a main character in the in the movie well their main character the the ones that i have are they're playing the sport okay these are the ones so this is silly stuff yeah okay that's well, funny. I mean, like he, it just, you know, secretariat. No, yeah, or that, that's, no, that's, that's the another athlete. Day. Yeah, that's another day. But this is silly. Oh, okay. Silly so athletes. we're doing something different today. I'll hold on. Follow my lead. Uh, <laughs> all right. Number one. Easier right? said than done. Okay. Ronald Reagan made this movie. Yeah, about Back a in 1952. Yes. Bonzo goes to college. Mm-hmm. It was in black and white. Yeah, yes, it was. Never saw it. What? But, you had a couple uh-uh. of Bonzo How did you not movies, see yeah? that? I didn't. Yeah, they do have a couple Good like years Bonzo. later, but Bonzo goes to college and joins the football team. Because okay. I, ah. I, the reason why I didn't see it, I wasn't born in 1952. Okay. Well, that's not a reason not to see a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I a, mean, I didn't even know. I didn't even know it existed. Have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? No. What? The Wizard of Oz? Yes. Okay. okay that was before right. you. Okay, but the, the wind, Wizard of Oz would come on TV, and I would watch it when I was little. This came on. Well, if it was black and white, I probably got bored. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Sorry, Wizard of Oz was a bad example then. Okay, um, like the three It's Stooges. a wonderful life. The three st- No, because it made me cry. So, wait a minute. But, you haven't seen it because it made you cry. Like. So that would imply Well, I didn't see the whole thing. Okay. I just saw that my mom was crying. So I started crying, so I didn't watch it. Oh, and then that, that's not a bad line of thought, actually. <laughs> so, Made my three, mom cry. I'm not doing it. And the Three Stooges, not doing it. Greatness. Oh, my dad loved the Three Stooges, and I thought that hurts. Everything they're doing hurt, and it was in black and white. Uh, absolutely wonderful. Black and white. Most importantly, it was I mean, in black and white. <laughs> Aaron and I sat in front of the TV every morning before going to school, eating a bowl of cereal, watching the Three Stooges. Ooh. Aaron's shaking his head, yes. Nah. No, there's no well, doubt. That absolutely happened. Really? I yeah. was sitting in front. New Year's Day. Watching like Bugs Bunny. radio back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> the Lone Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Little Orphan Annie. Oh. I, I'm not. Right. So if you haven't seen Bugs, right. goes to college. No, okay. I will have to. Okay. You need to see that. 
Okay. Next is Matilda. It was in 1978. It was about a boxing kangaroo. Well, I, I have to admit, I've never seen that. I've never I've seen heard it. Of that one. I hadn't either. It sounds fascinating. I mean, I've heard of Matilda that, like, I think it was like a play or something. It's about, mm-hmm. a, I've heard of Matilda the Little Girl Show, but this is about a kangaroo. A boxing kangaroo. A boxing kangaroo. I'm into that. Okay. 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 In 1997, everybody knows this. I think I saw it, but not sure if I saw it. But I know my kid saw it because he was at that age to see it. It was Airbud. Oh, there was. I a, thought these were was just a, all going to be Airbud movies. Yeah, there was yeah. a ton of Airbuds, right? Yeah, I but think this there was, was like the first one. Football, baseball, soccer. soccer. Yeah, he tried mm-hmm. it all. And then dog. he had puppies, and then the whole team plays. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those ones, like, I, I don't remember if I've seen the whole thing or not, but you kind of get the gist of it, right? Well, it was actually, I, I didn't know this, it was actually kind of based on a true story. And I need to hear this. So, the, yeah, so the character, Kevin DiCoco, he found that he finds a stray dog and teaches him how to play all the sports, but Airbud really liked basketball, so it was kind of based off that. All Did right. not know that. So, yeah. My son used to watch when he was younger, that was one of the... VHS tapes that he would like to watch all the time. VHS tapes. Do you even know what that is, Cam? Yeah. Oh. I mean, VCR. People that are a few years younger than me probably don't, but I grew up with VHS tapes. That's oh, okay. And DVD. I mean, and DVDs, but like a lot. I also had older siblings, so anything that we already had was on VHS, right? Like the Nickelodeon, like the Orange VHS. Yeah, we had the Rewinder Mm -hmm. too. Oh yeah, Barney. The Barney, yeah. In fact, I had <laughs> I have one of those Barney tapes that you could like get at the mall, like for my birthday, that could put my name in the Barney show. Nice. There's still one of those on a VHS tape somewhere. Oh, cool. When I was like one, so around that time. Cool. So I all that to say, I know VHS. There you go. Yeah. All right, 1996. Drake probably did. Was Ed that we talked about earlier Woo! that starred Matt LeBlanc from Friends? Ed. Ed, yes, and so Matt is who is going to play you, Coach, okay. in my movie. All right. All so right. I never he's saw it. Seer now, yeah. You know he's not a he's not a dummy anymore, Ward. This is a, this is a compliment. Yeah, he's kind of smart. He's a serious actor. Yeah. Okay, but he Snobby. plays a minor league pitcher who has to work with a. I, I've seen that movie. I've it's never awful. seen it. <laughs> but the but the chimpanzee plays on third base. I don't even know what the whole plot is. But there's really not about, one. Yeah, I can't blame you on that one, Steph. That I don't must know what have been. A, that must have been. Oh, he needs to make rent, so Matt took the job to it's make that awful. movie. It's awful. Uh, it's another one of those. What we were talking about earlier. It's so bad you can't take your eyes off so of it because you got to see. Crash. You got. You have to see the ending. You have to see how how bad can this get? I also get fascinated at things like this, like contextually, because think about this, this is. 96, so probably around season three of Friends, like when it's really starting to get popular. And, you know, his star's rising, and his agent's probably like, man, we can get you in movies. Here's one. Here's You'll be one great that he in got this. into. <laughs> All you have to do is teach a chimpanzee how to play baseball. It's can you imagine after this came maker. out, and he goes back to the set of Friends and what all they, they what said? they all have to say? Yeah. Like, what, what were you thinking? thinking? <laughs> Like, he could have, if he even waits, like, a year or two when they start making, like, a million bucks an episode, he can probably be in, like, big blockbuster movies. Don't know if he's going to be any good in it, because I don't know that he's a great actor, but the payday is there in, like, a year or two. Instead, he does Ed. 
I know. And everybody and have you seen says, him in a movie since. <laughs> yeah. Everybody goes, yeah, he's not the movie type. Yeah, maybe he should just be <laughs> Joey. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's funny. All right. And then the last one that most watched, it was in 2005. Okay. Racing Stripes, Snoop Dogg was in this movie and some other big stars. And it was about a zebra who grew up believing he was a racehorse. And so with the help of his barnyard friends and some little girl, he sets out to achieve his dream of racing with the thoroughbreds. I don't huh. think I kind of remember that. I don't even remember. But I don't remember. I at all. It was in 2005, and Snoop, was he was kind of getting big. There was a couple oh, sure. other big he was, names. He was big. You know, so um, I just like, I don't remember Snoop Dogg being in a movie like this. This uh, he's seems like been a good in, reason he's why. He's been in several that you would go, what, uh, Snoop was in that? He was in that, well, that weird dogs movie this yeah, summer. He was. Yeah, and, like, Well, he's also, I don't even know if it's out yet. I think it, you have to stream it on Paramount or something. I mean, they talked about it on Fox with Terry and Strahan and all that. Um, He actually did, just did a movie where he's coaching kids' football team. And it's kind of. It's I think a, that's a documentary. Oh, real life. Oh, so it coach. is about him when he's mm-hmm. coaching his, yeah, a his team kid. in L.A. Um, but yeah, so and I think that is now streaming. Don't mark my words on where it must it's be streaming. why he gave up smoking. Must be why. <laughs> if he did. Well, I mean, he says he Snoop did. Dog seems like the honest type. Mr. Dog. Well, you know, he's actually... He dropped the doggy out of his name years ago, so that, that shows some integrity, I think. You know what? I have some respect towards him, because here's the thing. Seems he, like a good guy. He was very, yeah, he was very uh, involved in with his kid's life, and his, you know, he coached his kid's football team. And he, he did stop doing a lot of recording, yeah. He did, but he is going to drop a new album in the next year or two, he says. We'll see. Um, you know, and he's very involved in politics, and uh, gives back to the community, so... I mean, I like Snoop. He's just, you know, he's kind of like me in a lot of ways. A lot of ways, oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I think he just, should have a cameo in the movie. I think I should. I think I should. You know, he just kind of does his own thing. He is a, a lot, lot like, like you. You never bumped into him in your California days? No. No, I didn't. Hey, that's too bad. Other stars, yes, but like Michael Jordan. Yeah, you, you mentioned the Jordan story. Michael Jordan, yeah. uh, Tiger Woods. Okay, that must have been early Tiger Woods, though. I well, I actually ran into Tiger Woods at a golf tournament in Hawaii. What? Imagine what? that <laughs> a golf tournament, Tiger Woods. Shocked. I, I was. <laughs> it was a Mer- it was a Mercedes Benz Classic, and I even met Ernie Els. Remember him? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that's where I met Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you know. I just I went to this Patriots game in 2005 on the sideline, and you wouldn't believe it. Tom Brady was there. <laughs> well, you know, I also have met Jerry Rice. Okay. Terrell right. Owens. That's what I'm trying to hear. Uh, uh, what's his name? Witten. I can't even remember Jason his first Witten. age. Yep. Yeah. So, and that's Texas only because of my coach. my father. He would travel around and, um, on Sunday mornings to uh, chapel for all the football teams. Oh, there you so go. That's cool. That's how, yeah. All right. So, that's go cool. watch the Ronald Reagan movie tonight. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Bonzo. And watch Ed again. Y'all watch Ed. Refresh. I'll watch Bonzo. <laughs> I may have to watch Bonzo. Uh, that's been a Yeah, while. they had a bunch of ones. And look, I mean, Ronald Reagan, he great experience as a college football player, mm-hmm. or at least playing one in a movie. He's yes, he also did. our president. What? what? Really? 
You said that so proud. I am proud of that. Steph, here's a trivia question for you. I've already given you the answer here. But I want you to take this with you. Use it on your friends. Okay. There's only been one president of this great nation who was ever a part of a workers' union. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Screen Actors Guild. There you go. You can take that with you. (laughs) And anytime anytime somebody gives you grief, you just throw that on them because they won't know it. Yeah. Did you know this? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thanks, Steph. Coming up in the next hour, we'll talk some Mavs. But next, let's get back into that Big 12 conference. They announced the schedule uh, for the 2024 season. That's next in the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. This is ESPN Central Texas. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands, Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? Quality vehicle? Outstanding reputation? A dealership you can depend on? Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco Values. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254-710-8080. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. 
Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Alan Samuels Studios. And here we go for the hundredth time. Hand grenade pins in every line. Yeah, there you that go. <laughs> Nice job. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I'm not sure whether that's the radio <laughs> edit of that song, and I know that there's a line What's coming, coming up. up yeah. So, yeah, go ahead and hide out of that. Great. We, we started off before we talked to new Midway head coach Joseph Gillespie talking about the Big 12 schedule uh, that has been released. Let's get back to Baylor, and then I want to go through a couple other teams before we talk a little Mavericks here in just a few minutes. Oklahoma State on the 26th. That's at home. That's also probably at that point in time against a guy who's making a huge case for the Heisman Trophy. Yep. I thought if he played, if he got the the carries in the first four weeks or so last year, I thought Ollie Gordon would have been the Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, he's going to be one of the most electrifying players in all of college football, without a doubt. Yep. Right. I think so. I, that's another tough one. TCU <laughs> coming back here. I, I don't think we know. I really don't think we know about TCU. I don't know about TCU. But one thing I have known in the past 10 years, with the exception of one occasion, is they beat Baylor. They do it all the time. And now it's kind of pick your sport other than women's basketball. I'm going to beat Baylor. So, yeah, don't know. I mean, huge question marks there. To the point where at that point in the season, if it's gone like this past year has, we could see Sonny Dykes on the hot seat years after making the national championship. Absolutely. We could see that the way college football is going. Um, but they, it's been no matter what, no matter how good each team has been the last decade, TCU beats Baylor. Doesn't matter where the game is. Doesn't matter the circumstances. Doesn't matter if they just fired their coach. Mm-hmm. They beat Baylor. They do. Wish I could, wish I could say otherwise, Ward, because I hate TCU, man. But they just, they always beat us. Oh, anyway, yep. That's the graduate in you, and there's nothing wrong with that. I can't help it. I want to. I want to talk different about him, but they just always beat us. Anyway, then a bye week. Next week's a bye week. Then at West Virginia, talk about places they can't win. Tough place. Never have. And it's just a very tough place to play. Houston the next week. Again, without Dana there, we don't know. We don't know. We have no idea what it looks like. In the last, the second to last week of the season for the Cougars. That's I mean, it could be either really good or it could be really, really bad. We just don't know. And so that's one that you kind of circle and go, you kind of need that one. Right. You kind of need that one. And especially with a new coach who we all think is a really good coach and mm-hmm. Willie Fritz. Um, when you get them early in the season... There's some times where they've rallied around the coach and maybe they're playing a little better than they should be, a la Colorado beating TCU in Fort Worth last year. But other times, and most of the time, 
They just haven't figured it out yet. Right. For better or for worse. It's not a bad situation. They just haven't figured out the way they want him to play. Instead, for Baylor, what could be a winnable game, you get it at the end of the season. Well, the other thing is, also, I think it's a good thing to have him at the end of the season rather than the first. Because you've got film on them, and you, you understand what they're at. And by that time of the season, reality may have set in on the Houston Cougars a little bit. Because I don't think sure. they're not a team that's going to vie for a conference championship. No. They're not. They're just not. They're not there yet. And I don't I don't think they have the – I guess time will tell on the coach, but they don't have the roster yet. Yeah. They just don't. They, they, they don't and they won't this year. They might get the benefit of that, that spring transfer portal – um, with some guys losing out on jobs other places, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll hear out that side of it. You know, having the tape on them, I would also say, what many times we saw that Baylor football team last year look prepared for a game, right. which was scary. And I don't know, I don't know if it's completely on the coach or sometimes on the players. It usually falls back on the coach and the coaching staff. Um, so yeah, it, it is one of those quote unquote winnable games. And to be quite frank, there there aren't many on the Baylor schedule this upcoming year. So hopefully that is it. And with Kansas. Jeff Grimes' return. That could be interesting. Kansas is a good team. I think they're going to be even better this year than they were last year. They could be in a situation where win and you're in in Arlington. That's a real possibility. Oof. So just saying. How big a surprise would that be? I don't know that it's huge. I don't know that it's huge. Baylor has not lost to Kansas in football since 2009, by the way. Didn't play them last year. Dodge that bullet. Here, here we go. <laughs> End of the season this year. Jeff Grimes looking for revenge. So now you look down the schedule, Cameron, and it just looks very strange to me. In terms of the Baylor side or the whole Big 12? The Big 12, because you have Arizona, mm-hmm. Arizona State, mm-hmm. Baylor, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, Colorado, Houston, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, Utah, and West Virginia. It's a new look, It's man. just a it look just even looking at the full composite of the schedule and looking at those logos, I'm like, what what are we doing? <laughs> what is this? Not like the Southwest Conference Ward. It's not it's like not. it's not like anything we've seen before in this realm of the Texas schools now having so many directions that it's going. Yeah, it's 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 that four corners conference. It's that four time zone conference mm-hmm. that they were looking for. And by the way, Baylor only gets one of the newbies, really. They play at Utah, but it's not a conference not game. Not a conference game. And they played them last year. BYU, right. they've played before in recent years. At at Colorado, that's the only one. That's the only one. Um, and is there anyone that scares you from these from these new guys? That's a great question. Um, I bet it would have had a different answer two weeks ago. Probably so. <laughs> probably so. I mean, if you're looking at just the... The new ones on the schedule, and even I guess lump the four in from last year. Does Colorado take that next step? 
That's that's a big question mark because that could change how you perceive the whole move in of all these new teams. I, I think it does. Because Utah if, is what is what they are. They're they are going to be one of the best teams in this conference the way they've gone the last couple of years. Right. Arizona without Jed Fish, we don't know. Two weeks ago when they had Jed Fish, I'd been like, "Woo, that's a dark horse contender. They're t- trending in the right direction." Mm-hmm. Now he's gone, and Arizona State's just hapless, man. Arizona State. Woof. <laughs> That's, That's an athletic department as a whole that's really hurting. Really going in the wrong direction. Yeah, and has been. I don't. I don't know. I guess I'm. For me, I guess it's Colorado. Do they take that next step? And of course, Utah. But again, for Utah, you look at that, and Baylor gets them in week two, but it's not a conference game. Which? Why? It's already on it. I don't know schedule. I mean, I yeah, I get it. I, I, There's another just, one like that. Oh, uh, just, Arizona at Kansas State. Yeah. Just flip that. Flip it. Why? Why are we doing that? I mean, either you're in or you're out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, just, are they going to compete for a conference championship? Utah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then that needs to be a conference game. I don't care if it was already on the schedule or not. Hey, by the way, we're joining the conference. Guess what? This is a conference game. It is a weird thing, especially because they've been planned out years in advance. I mean, this Utah game's been on the schedule for probably four or five years. Yeah. Like, just take away another one. I don't but know. But if or, you're going to invite them in, yeah. either take them off the schedule or make it a conference game. Yeah, I always thought that was weird. But it makes no sense. They're playing for a conference championship. They could be in Arlington in November mm-hmm. playing for a conference championship, which... I'm not so sure they won't be. I, I I mean, I look at this this conference, and the good part of it, from a fan perspective, I'd say, is there isn't one that stands out above the rest, like Oklahoma was for years. Mm-hmm. And it was just everybody chasing Oklahoma. Right now, and it might not be great for the brands or for, you know, the the national image of the Big 12, but for us as fans, it's great. And... If if you had to have me choose a team that's going to be in Arlington, I probably would pick Utah out of this bunch. I like Oklahoma State because of Ollie Gordon. Um, I like Kansas and Kansas State, to be honest with you, but Kansas State loses the quarterback and Will Howard. Um, and then the rest of the teams I like are, like, I like them to be eight-win teams, you know? You know, not saying... Hey, I think they're going to be in the conference championship game this year. So right. Utah, with the stability that they've had the last couple of years, and with Cam Rising back at quarterback, I I would if I had to pencil one in, that would be it. Yeah, I I think it's a tough call. I really do, and I'm with you. Oklahoma State, they got the best player in the conference. Yes, and it's not even close. Utah plays at Utah State by the by the way. Year. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Going down to Logan, play Utah State. <laughs> anyway, I'm just looking through their schedule now. I mean, the other road games are are not too difficult. Oklahoma State is, but outside of that, it's at Arizona State, at Houston, at Colorado, at UCF. That's something that I always look for for a team that that I think could be in the conference championship is what are their home and road splits. Mm-hmm. Those are some easy road games. No, they're not. They're not tough at all. And they do have some tough games on there, like Arizona, BYU, Iowa State even. Those are all at home. So I'm putting the Utes in there right now on, on January 30th. All right. 
in Maybe. 11 months from now. Anyway. There's a look at the uh, Big 12 conference schedule coming up for football in 2024. We'll get back into that, and there's some other questions I'd like to ask about it. But uh, coming up next, let's talk some Mavericks as Luka Doncic. He's tearing it up. Good player. He can score the basketball. He's okay. He's okay. Not bad at putting the ball in the hoop. I'll say that. (laughs) That's coming up next here on the Press Box. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Patola, our guest, ESPN College Basketball Analyst. And it'll be interesting also, John, one last thought here. All of these teams are playing in Foster Pavilion for the first time. What is the impact that has? I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by the end of the season. The John Moore Show, 2 to 3 p.m. Weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. Start off 2024 in style with the new Buick Envision from Richard Carr. Rated the number one compact SUV from J.D. Powers, the Envision has room for the family, advanced safety features, and a whispered quiet drive. Right now, qualified buyers save 5000 on a 2023 Buick Envision at Richard Carr Buick or lease a new, well-equipped 2023 Buick Envision for only $335 per month. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. Richard Carr, we give you more. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN Central Texas. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations. Same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. Gatesville in Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. Steve Maya, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. 
Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Back here. On the press box, we are just nine days away from the NBA tra- trade deadline, more than halfway through the season here. And we need a little state of the Mavs talk, Ward. We, we haven't done this enough. So we've got the expert himself in here, Kirk Henderson. He's the editor-in-chiefs at, at Mavs Moneyball. And I've heard more than one person say this, knows more about the Dallas Mavericks than anyone they know. So perfect guy to bring on, educate us a little bit. Kirk, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. That's a lofty standard to uphold. <laughs> Look, sorry about it, but you you, you got to live up to it, man. This is just the expectations that come with the job. Um, we're more than halfway through the season here. Mavs in the seventh spot in this wide open Western Conference at, at 26 and 21. Just thoughts on the season so far and about that part I mentioned right there, the wide openness of this Western Conference. Oh, it's been a pretty fun season. Lots of you know, new statistical barriers being broken, uh, wide open, I would say past the top two. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be a, a really interesting race because the trade deadline often comes with a lot of hullabaloo and then not a lot of stuff really changes. And so I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, how, how things shake out. The Mavericks in particular are in such an interesting spot because they have just been quietly savaged by industry or injuries and and that makes judging them pretty difficult to do when you look at the trade deadline coming down the pipe is there anything that you're hearing for the mavericks of maybe they can bolster this raw offense or defense either one to kind of push them to that playoff push I know that they're looking for size. Uh, when you have a point guard like Luka Doncic, who's six foot eight, he helps cover up a lot of size issues. But the Mavericks are remarkably small as a team. Last night against the Orlando Magic, they, it, it kind of looked like uh, JV playing against varsity, just in terms of height. And that tends to bite them against some of the best teams in the West. Your your um, Minnesota. And, and Denver, who are just two teams with huge skilled players. So I, I do think they're looking for size. Now, whether they pull the trigger is going to be really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I cover this team for, for a, uh, let's just say, a heavily invested hobby, and I even didn't realize they pulled something off of the trade deadline for the past seven seasons, according to Dallas Morning News' Brad Townsend. So you know, recent history says they'll do something. I just don't know what that something might be. And I'll, I'll put a name out there for you, one I've heard around the Mavs and kind of sort of fits what you're describing, kind of sort of does it, and that's P.J. Washington. More of a swing guy, obviously, than, than you know, a guy in the middle or, or a shot blocker or anything like that. But six seven, a ton of athleticism, just had a 40-point game over the weekend. Is that someone you would think would fit into uh, what the Mavs need right now? Love P.J. 
so at six foot seven, he's he's reasonably sized. Where he gets the job done is he has a seven two wingspan. That's how he's able to average, I think, like a block and a steal a game. He puts up some interesting numbers. Uh, he fits with a lot of what they might need. Now, the, the question is, do the Mavericks have something to give up? And if right now they, they have a couple of players who I think they could move, but the question becomes, if, if you move any draft capital, that first round, they only have one first-round pick that they can move right now. That essentially kicks a lot of their draft obligations down the road, which means that if they make a trade now, making a trade in the summer uh, after they move this pick that they owe to the New York Knicks um, in this 2024 draft becomes increasingly difficult. And so as a, you know, as a, a, an invested observer is what you, what you should call me. I am a fan of the team. I don't really see PJ Washington moving the needle enough this season to justify that kind of investment. When you look at, what Luke has been able to do in his career, five-time All-Star, averaged 32.5 points per game. That ranks second behind what Michael Jordan at 33.4. But the Mavs just can't get out of the first round, even with that incredible stat that Luke is just right there. Is it a case of they just can't find the right supporting cast for this star of the game? I, I think that's largely the case. Uh, historically, the, the, any teams that have these superstars, think LeBron James, think Anthony Davis uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans, that try to move up their timetable by pairing a budding superstar with a, you know, an existing superstar or an aging star, it just never works out. And the Mavericks sort of they gambled for Kristaps Porzingis. That uh, trade, which included two future first-round picks, really, really set them back because it didn't work. Um, and, and so that's what the Mavericks have been facing now because the NBA is, is such a – the trade landscape is so weird. It's so dependent on draft capital with, I think, like the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz possessing, like – it's got to be a tenth of the league's draft assets between those two teams, which makes moving guys around really difficult Um and the Mavericks don't have three first-round picks to move. So it's, you know, the Kyrie Irving situation is a little bit frustrating this year, but I still think those two players actually do work together on the court. Uh, it's just a matter of getting them healthy at the same time. So I think the pairing, uh, you know, could still work out. But when you got a guy as talented as Luka, the, the, um, you just want to move as quickly as possible. You want to contend. But Luka's still 24 years old. they got plenty of time, and it's a matter of can you make him happy while showing improvements year over year. And to kind of go back to a point you made earlier, seven straight trade deadlines where they have made a move, is that kind of a, a, a damning stat in terms of trying to get help around Luka and, and losing some of that draft capital that they've, they've had to make those moves every year, but it doesn't ever seem to be the right move? I, I certainly think that's the case because it becomes a, uh, what is it like the gambler's fallacy where it's like, I'm going to win this next one because I'm not one yet. And every time you do that, you dig yourself a little bit deeper, which is why the decision, which was, you know, loudly kind of reviled around the league for the Mavericks to tank, to, to attempt to get a decent draft pick was essentially the right uh, strategic move because they reset their timeline a little bit. They got a truly, truly amazing center and Derek lively. And I think the, the future if you know you can see through some of the, the the clouds right now for the Mavericks, it's still quite bright. 
when you look at what Luca has been able to do throughout his short career with the Mavericks, and I, I get it, it, what he's been able to do is amazing. But is he the best Maverick to ever play the game? Is he better than Dirk? Man, that's hard. That's talking about a childhood hero. Uh, I think he has the ability to be one of the greatest players to ever play the game. But 21 seasons is a lofty standard to live up to. Dirk has, you know, becoming a a North Texas legend uh, statue. I mean, it's it's hard to live up to that. Jason Kidd said this morning on – Dallas is 97.1, the freak that he thinks that, that Luca has the kind of talent to be an all-time great. And I see it as well. It's a matter of, you know, can he keep the guy happy? Can he, does he want to be here that long? Uh, you know, it's a different NBA than the one Dirk came up in. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic though, because he's a, he's a different player. He, he wants to be great. And I think he wants to be great. And it wants, he doesn't want it to necessarily come easy. And you talked about, you know, this year it's been a struggle to get both Kyrie and Luka on the court at the same time with Kyrie's injury history. When they are out there on the court together, it seems to have been working. And you did mention what what is it about those two that makes it work? Because it seems like we've heard for years that that both of these guys couldn't play with other ball-dominant players, but yet here they are. So, So what is it about those two guys that really makes the Mavs hum? When you got both guys on the floor, they're essentially impossible to guard. Uh, Kyrie Irving is a guy I didn't watch a ton of. I'll just admit that until he was with the Mavericks. But for a guy, he's 6'1", 175. He is just basketball poetry. It sounds ridiculous to say out loud, but he's so smooth with the basketball. And the things he's able to do at his skill level, it's not overestimated. So Luca is is the is is the hammer, and and Kyrie Irving is sort of the sickle. And when they're they're able to get slicing and dicing together, they get a lot of, of, of damage done when they're when they're humming right. They played um, it was the Philadelphia 76ers last year, and when they each scored 40, they looked like an unstoppable, almost like video game combination. Where the Mavericks are, we talked about the trade just a few minutes ago, but where they are right now. Or do you think that they're a rim protector away or a stop-down defensive player that can change the pace of the game? Where do they need to go with that on the defensive side? Because, look, you're not going to be able to outscore NBA teams each and every night. I think that of the two kind of dueling priorities you mentioned there, having a true kind of what is referred to as a point-of-attack defender a guy that can stop the ball, stop some of these big athletic wings, you know, think the Los Angeles Clippers and all those guys that they have to right. attack the rim. I think that's more important than, than an additional big, uh, but it's really close because there are nights where, you know, there's, there's 19 year old Derek Lively out there. Uh, and then, you know, longtime Maverick kind of comes with the building Dwight Powell and then Maxi Kleba, who is trying his best, but the guy's sort of aged like a banana left on the on the countertop. <laughs> and, and it's it's just it's tough. It's team building in the NBA is so difficult. So I I, I would go with wing kind of ball uh, defensive stopper first because I have a lot of faith in Derek Lively at the rim. Talking with Kirk Henderson from Mavs Moneyball here, and and Kirk, I want to look back a little bit now that we're more than halfway through the season at the deals last summer. Obviously, 
a, a weird end to the season last year with sitting guys with a playoff spot still within reach, but never it just never really kind of clicked into place last year. They extend Kyrie Irving, which I think a lot of people didn't expect, and then give out a big money deal uh, to Grant Williams from the Celtics. Looking at those two players specifically, I know Kyrie's had trouble staying on the court this year. How would you grade those midway through season one after getting those deals? I'd give Kyrie about a B, and that's largely just because of the availability. I think he's missed 19 games at this point, and it's very frustrating because if you look at the the man's injury career or the injuries over the course of his career – Everything that's happened to him has been a freak injury of some form. Even going back to his time at his freshman year at Duke, Mm -hmm. he had kind of a very bizarre injury. I was at that game, as a matter of fact. It was pretty weird. It was was just a step back, and he broke his toe. Those those sort of, you know, so what what do you call it when the freak injuries keep happening? Is he injury prone? I don't necessarily think that's fair, but that kind of comes with the territory. And, and it's, so that's why I graded out as a B, despite the fact that he took probably less money than, than you know, teams were expecting him to sign, because I think that there was a lot of expectation that he would attempt to go for a true max. Um, and then the Grant Williams deal is, um, can, I, can I grade it an incomplete? Sure, <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> he, he, he had such a hot first 10 games in the season and then it was it was like watching a, a pitcher with the yips. Uh, I, I don't recall a player taking that far of a step backwards in one season. Uh, he's a little undersized for what they ask of him, uh, but I, I think he needs to get out of his own head a little bit and just play basketball. He had a really good game the other night and a loss, which was hopefully the sign of things to come because, you know, when you play with Luka Doncic, you're going to get open shots. All you got to do is knock them down. And and looking at the the kind of the conference in general here, we talked about this earlier. Top three, they're kind of untouchable. And when the Clippers are on, you know, they're obviously a home court team. But if if they make the right moves, like we've been talking about, could could you see the Mavs go for a run towards a higher seed in like a five, maybe even a four for a home court team in the postseason? Can they be catching teams like Sacramento and the Clippers? It's certainly possible. The NBA season is incredibly long and often incredibly weird. The win last night against um, who did they play last night? What's wrong with me? Uh, the win last night against Orlando was really, really important because prior to that game, they'd lost four or five, and then they had to Minnesota, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. That is a brutal three-game stretch. So there was the opportunity the Mavericks actually might have headed towards all-star break under 500. I now feel confident they will be above 500, but I, I think there's there's a chance later in the year, particularly in March, when teams start to really kind of look at their future and start resting guys. These Mavericks are going to make a gung-ho push for the playoffs, you know, by hook or by crook. They're, they want to make it. So I, I think there's an opportunity for that, but they just need some things to go right. Um, I know you probably, uh, just one more stat that I think is particularly interesting. The Dallas Mavericks have only one lineup out of the entire season. So we're well over the midway point in the season. Now it's 47 games in one lineup that has more than 100 minutes. I'm sorry, 100 possessions wow. played together. That's incredible. That's the kind of injury uh, thing that, that they've run into. And so let me let me rephrase it by asking this too, because we just played that scenario out where they where they make the right deal and make this run. Is it as simple? Like, could the 
the brass of the Mavs be thinking, well, if we just get our guys healthy, do we even need to make a trade? Is there a scenario where we see that next Thursday, where they stand pat and say, hey, we've got our guys, we're in a good situation right now. It would just really help if Kyrie was on the court a lot more, and that's what we're working towards. I, I actually think that that is a, a more than likely scenario. I would put them standing pat as the most likely option. Dallas owner Mark Cuban did a, a Twitter ask me anything uh, thread yesterday. And one of the, he just kept referring back to health when he was asked Mavericks related questions. And it's hard to, to say that's the wrong approach. They started the season eight and two and have essentially played 500 basketball since. So when you, you get that good of a start, you just want to get back to zero. Unfortunately, that's just not how professional sports work. Guys are going to continue to get dinged up. But uh, I, I, that's that's where I'd be. That's where I'd place my money, despite the the fact that they've made moves for the seven previous trade deadlines. Kirk Henderson of Mass Moneyball. Kirk, how can people find you and and keep up with your coverage? Uh, website MavsMoneyball.com. I also host a way too often posting podcast okay. called Pod Maverick. Uh, I have a very dumb Twitter handle, which I don't recommend me following, but it's at Kirk Serious Face. And I like talking basketball with anybody who wants to talk basketball with me. Awesome. Well, Kirk, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll have to definitely catch up with you down the road, especially when this trade deadline looms and whatever the Mavs do. Have a great day, guys. All right. Thank you, Kirk. I think this team can make a run. I don't know. I think, I think if you have Luka, you're in that realm, right? Yeah. I, I just I really worry about this team defensively. And that's why I asked, do you series. need a rim protector or do you need a guy that can shut down the front court and get on the wing and play some shutdown defense and and stop the ball from going inside? I, I don't know. Yeah. But I do know that the Mavericks over the past, I don't know how far you can go back, but it, at least three or four years, haven't been a real good defensive team. No. And is that on Luka because they're concentrating so much on letting him score? Or is that on the coaching staff was saying, "Yeah, we don't need to play defense. We'll just we'll just run the floor," which I think is a mistake. Yeah, I, I but think it's kind of where the NBA is now. It it is, and I do think it's a little bit of both in that they want a coach who can cater to Luca's style, right? Like they they have this gem, right? And and I get this line of thinking. They have this gem. We will do whatever needs to happen for him to get us to victory. Let's let's cater to him. And you see it, I mean, you see it a lot. You saw it with those kind of middle years of Kobe Bryant's career. You saw it with LeBron's early years, Paul Pierce's early years, where they're just these dynamic scorers, and the numbers are so great. And what you really need is a hard-butt coach to come in and, you know, tell them how it needs to be. It was the, it was It was Phil Jackson for those Lakers teams, it was Doc Rivers, who is now a meme, but could definitely uh, talk to these veteran guys with those Celtics teams. So it, it, it's it's not uncommon, and Kirk does point it out in the middle of there, he is only 24. And that's what happens with the NBA. There's so much put on these guys, and we're already comparing them to Jordan and where Jordan was at at these ages, blah, blah, blah. He's 24 years old. Tap the brakes. There's plenty of time. And by the way, something the Mavericks have not been too great at outside of Luka was drafting. And they drafted a guy just inside the lottery last year who is going to be a star for them in in Derek Lively. So I I don't know about this year because I think, to Kirk's point, 
we could very well see them stand pat here at the trade deadline, but that doesn't mean they're not built well for the future. I, I was just confused by the offseason, to be honest with you, because we talked about the defense. They were terrible defensively last year, and that's really what sunk them into those last weeks of the season, losing games that they shouldn't have been and having to eventually rest their guys because they weren't going to make the playoff and just being in the worst position to be in. And this year, this offseason, they got a bench player in Grant Williams and paid him whatever it is, 12, 15 million bucks a year, um, and extended a guy who is a great, talented player in Kyrie Irving, but A, puts sinkable holes in the ship every ship he's ever been in, and has never been a good defender. And so I, I just didn't understand that. And I think it will take this team embracing a defensive identity to to kind of take that next step. And I don't I don't know that you just have one trade and that happens this year. I think that's a couple of different moves. Because um, even if you have that defensive identity, Lucas still going to get his points. Well, still there, gonna get there's his no points. doubt. And has the NBA game passed by the concept of we've got to play defense? Defense wins championships. I don't know, but I still good think question. there's value in being able to be a good defensive team. You don't see it, especially in the regular season when you're seeing teams score 120, 130 points a game. Yeah. You're like, well, there's no defense there. Can you flip the switch now in today's NBA when it gets to be playoffs and go, oh, look out, team A, team B, team C, they really know how to play defense and they – they flip the switch when it gets playoff time. I, I think I don't there's know. still room for that. I think there is. Um, I think there should be. Because we still see it. We still see the way that the game is played and called by referees in the playoffs favor physical defensive teams. I mean, the game just gets tighter. It just does. And the the thing that kind of keeps me from saying completely, yes, you need to be a great defensive team, Golden State. The last well, decade. Yeah. Look, they have not been bad defensively. They've been fine, but they found a style of basketball that they thought when, when they were on and were right was unguardable offensively. And that allowed them to make some mistakes defensively, even for a high volume three point shooting team. So I don't know. But then I look at Milwaukee from a couple years ago, and that was a really good defensive team. Yeah. Uh, Denver last year, I wouldn't call them like this great defensive team but pretty darn well-rounded. Top three. They were pretty good. And, and having Nikola Jokic in the center absolutely helps with that. So I, I, I personally don't think the way the Mavs play is, is going to be enough to get to a championship level, even with Luka Doncic. Uh, the close comparison would be that Warriors team, but I thought they had two, and at some points with Kevin Durant, three transcendent players. And when you just have one, oh, poor old Mavs, just one transcendent player, it, it's it's just not going to get you there w- with that kind of style. I, I think you need to become a stout defensive team to get there. I think there are two or three teams in the league every year that don't need to be a top two or three defense to win a championship. The Mavs are not one of them. They're not. They're absolutely not. And you look at the team that's in, at the top of the uh, the Western Conference, by the way, totally turning it around from barely being a playoff team last year in Minnesota, that's because they got the best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was a simple, quote-unquote, simple fix. They just they put their mind on defense. They already have some all-star players, and that's how you get to the top of the conference. There you go. A little Mavs talk for you here in the press box. Coming up next, we'll see if Cam has already 
exploded and changed his mind on the Super Bowl pick. He said it may change three or four times between now and next <laughs> Sunday. We'll find out what he thinks next here in the Press Box. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in Foster Pavilion Thursday hosting the University of Texas. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7.30 tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Are you sick and tired of those achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery. You need to call QC Kinetics today. It is Matt Mosley. I know what it's like to have neck pain. The state of health care is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. It's a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility. Reclaim your independence. Walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100-254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. At UBO Business Services, we recognize that on-prem print servers cost an organization $1,800 to $3,600 annually. With UBO, we are the only dealer in the country that can take print driver deployment, offer secure cloud printing, 
offer follow me print, scan to myself, and cloud as well as X Media's faxing all to the cloud. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. All right. It's two days in a row you've confused me, Aaron. I forgot it had a long intro. <laughs> <laughs> I thought with the gunshots it was like the gun smoke open or something, and then. Yeah, some of these intros. Helicopter. Because of. There. A lot of these songs, the reason. Now you get it into it. But a lot of the. <laughs> a a lot of the reasons that we hear these strange intros and some of the things that we hear that you may have forgotten about or you may not be accustomed to in today's music these were in the realm of mtv yes and so the music on it the video production was as important as a musical production oh yeah i mean that's you wanted to get a number one video on mtv almost more than you wanted to get a number one record on billboard for a while for a few years what was that dire straits one was it money for nothing money for nothing with the with the great music video yeah Yeah, you just don't really see those anymore. I mean, even, like, I watched music videos growing up, but, like, I can't remember, like, the videos for some of the iconic songs like you can for the 80s. Like, I I remember Thriller just because it was 10 minutes and had Vincent Price's voice, but, yeah, there are very few, and I watched so much MTV. So even from, okay, so from the 80s, you you don't really remember a lot of them. I, I remember a lot of them. I remember... A lot of Michael Jackson beat it when he's walking down the street and the lights mm-hmm. up under his feet. Yeah. There's a few. Uh, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel was weird. Van Halen had some good videos. Sure. Like, I can't remember some of the iconic, like, I remember the music videos from some of the iconic songs, but, like, they're not memorable, so to speak. You know, right. they're not these great productions. You know, trying to think of one. Can't think of one. I think the the big product. I mean, the, the videos... Well, we just got way off track, but that's all right. The, the videos. <laughs> this is the back, last segment. We always do that. Yeah. The videos back then were a big deal, and it was something that you you would bring in big name producers to do. Yeah, the music video, and you would steal some actors from the movie world or television to drop them into your video and kind of get a wider audience because of that. Because a lot of the MTV was at the time, there there was some stop down like Thriller. That was a stop down. Everybody knew when Thriller was going to debut, and everything stopped because everybody wanted to see Thriller yeah. debuted. But for the other side of things, it was just okay. How can we make a footprint on MTV the best we can? I think after Thriller, things ramped up a little bit, and other folks started trying to say. Okay, let's this make the these standard. mini yes. movies, and and I imagine it would have been really helpful for like artists breaking in, or bands breaking in, you know, like uh, if you got a great video, music video and your and your song wasn't that great, but your video was great. There you go, you're on MTV. You're good. you're good. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, absolutely. Not to say that I mean, Take on Me is still a good song, but like they were nothing in the U.S. before that, and then they have this great music video. Yeah, no, that's a memorable one, definitely. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. You know. Anyway, uh, gone are the days, of course. 
opining for MTV music videos. I mean, that's been gone a long time. Now it's the Rob Diedrich it's, channel. Yeah, it's just that it's one just show. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's 24 hours it's a day. It's crazy. I mean, like, I got... I got some music video, I got a lot from VH1 when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. by that time it was reality TV. Well, and TV. for a long time, MTV, when it first came out, and for years even going through, I think Aaron would agree with this. This is before your time, but you you walked in the house and you turned on MTV, and you just let MTV be the background yeah, of whatever you on. were doing, studying, getting ready to go to class, whatever it might be. That was your background. Growing up in the eighties, with that's where the that's where the cable channel stayed. It was on MTV twenty four seven until maybe Friday nights you went and watched Dallas. Oh yeah, or something like that. I love that show. You know, it love that. that, That's kind of what it. That was that was the progression that you took. MTV was the background of your life at that time. Gotta miss it. Gotta miss it. Who too? We need to bring back the classic. And there's probably room for that somewhere in today. Well, you never know with how many people don't have cable anymore, myself included. So right. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's Miss it. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube did a number on it, I'm guessing. Probably did. All right. You said yesterday that you'll change your mind two or three times before we mm-hmm. get to Super Bowl Sunday. KC in San Francisco, you still you still sitting there with KC? Are you wondering if I've changed my mind, War? Already in twenty four hours, yes. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Right now, for me, it's Kansas City by like ten points. I agree. I and I don't know that you're going to get me off that, but I'll let you try. Now they do have a defender who is out who tore his ACL. Mm -hmm. I've seen him play a lot. I still don't know how to say his name, so I don't say it. (laughs) Sorry. Leading up to the Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco Forty Niners will be staying twenty five miles away from the Las Vegas Strip. According to the NFL, they're likely attempting to keep it away from chaos. Probably. Probably. <laughs> that sounds like a Holiday Inn just in the middle of a desert. 25 <laughs> miles from Vegas? There's not much. 25 miles outside of <laughs> Vegas where the teams will be staying from Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, that's probably a really... Really good idea on the NFL side of things. Yeah, but that's like being like 25 miles outside of El Paso. (laughs) God, I love El Paso. There's just not much 25 miles. There's not a you know a lot of suburbs there. No, but yeah, that's that is for the best. We've seen some memorable ones in years past of players uh, having incidents before the Super Bowl. Well, and and those incidents weren't in Los. Vegas, right? That's this is. Could I be mean, a whole, this is a whole other animal. Yep. yep. I mean, you think there's a little temptation in Las Vegas I've compared heard, I've to? Heard. I've never been compared to San Francisco or New York Detroit, or yeah, Detroit. I mean, yeah, it's Indianapolis. Yeah. Oh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I. I think it's gonna. We will. Okay, even though they're 25 miles out. We will hear something leading up to the Super Bowl. Mark it down. I can believe that. I want to hear what we're hearing about, like, fans. Yeah. San Francisco fans are kind of wild. Um, Great, passionate fans, but a lot of, like, fistfights in the stadium. And they can, I mean, it's it's a drive, but they can drive there. Yeah, imagine them on the strip getting lubed up for a game. Oh, could you imagine... I know this isn't possible because of the conferences, but could you imagine them and the Eagles there? 
Oh, man. That Eagles would be fans something. let loose. I mean, they were not so in Minneapolis, man. I can't even imagine what they'd be like in Vegas. All right, that's going to do it for us. we got to get out of the way. J-Mo coming up next, followed by the Matt Mosley Show. It's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Cam and Aaron, I'm Ward White. So until next time, so long, everybody. Baylor, Big 12 basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears on the road in Big 12 play Wednesday to take on 